morning, New Mount Olive Church family. Um, hope all is well with everyone. We pray and hope that um, you've been doing good and well this week and keeping yourself safe and, and healthy. Um, tomorrow will be um, a special day, a day um, that we as Christians all over the world uh, will celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, Easter causes us to reflect on the, the greatest demonstration of the greatest love that was ever demonstrated in history and, and on the face of this earth, uh, that the fact that Jesus Christ uh, died, was buried, and on the third day he rose again. The resurrection gives us our new identity, a new life, and that, that life should be celebrated, talked about, and uh, put on display everywhere we go that Jesus Christ is alive. I think Easter is coming at a good time this year, in a time uh, that the world needs to hear the good news, the good news that Jesus Christ give healing for our yesterday, and help for our uh, today, and hope for our tomorrow. I think the Apostle Paul said it well, in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 he said I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live and yet not I but the Christ that lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh I live it by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me so um, so let's pray and, and then we'll dive into the word together and, um, and we'll go from there alright Father I'm humble and thankful for this opportunity and privilege to share your word uh, to the NMO family and, and, and to all who hears this, this message. I pray that your word will fall on hearts like the rain that falls from heaven to water the earth, that it may accomplish that which you sent it out to do, to you be glory now and forever in Jesus' name. I pray, amen. Turn, turn with uh, me in your Bibles. You have your Bible or your, or your phone uh, on your Bible app. Turn to Proverbs chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And uh, we're going to read that uh, from the Bible. I love, I, I'm still a book guy. I love this Bible. I love this Bible. Um, but it reads, if you, if you got it, if you got it, say amen. All right, all right, good, good. Verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Check out what verse 6 says. He said, In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. He shall direct your path. From these two verses, I want to give you four spiritual steps of how you can practice walking. And the word walking, what I mean by walking is living. Uh, how to live your life with confidence. And that's what my subject is going to be, walking with confidence. Walking with confidence. And um, I want to give you four points. I want to give you four points, they, they, these four spiritual steps. Number one, trust God entirely. Number two, trust God exclusively. Number three, trust God extensively. And number four, trust God explicitly. Now, now, there are a lot of Christians who trust God for their eternity, 
but they don't trust God for time. In other words, they'll trust God that he can save them for all eternity, but they don't have much confidence that he can provide for them, protect them, and even preserve them from the present trouble that we face in the here and now. And also, although there are giants that, uh, that creeps up into our lives and, and try to bring about fear and, uh, and doubt and pride and confusion, um, and I, I want you to know that these giants, uh, they, they're walking around every day. And the giant of fear says, God, this is bigger than you. Uh, this, 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 this coming at us uh, that, is, uh, that, that is bigger than what God can handle. Doubt, uh, the giant of doubt rises up and casts his shadow and says, God, I don't trust you. And the giant of pride says, God, I don't need you. And then the giant of confusion or that is breathed by ignorance, it says, God, I don't understand you. I don't know you. And so I can't trust putting my whole life into your hand or this situation in your hand. And so we allow these giants to bring fear in our life and, and doubt and, and even pride and confusion. And, uh, but I want you to know just as God brought down the giant that, 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 ride, that rose up against David, and, uh, and David took a stone and, and a sling and brought him down by the power of God. I believe today that God can bring the giants down in your life that are trying to threaten you and bring fear and doubt and dismay in your heart. God can bring it down through the power of his word. Now, look, look at verse 5. King Solomon opened this verse by saying, check it out, trust in the Lord. Now, notice. Solomon knew God as the Lord. The Hebrew word for, for Lord is Adonai. Adonai described God as the master, ruler, owner, and CEO of the universe. His title, Lord, also includes God's duty and, and, and responsibility as our master to do what? To provide, protect, to lead, to guide, and to guard us from all threats. God is, uh, God is the Lord. He is the master of our life. And that, that means he got all things under control. Solomon is trying to help us to understand that, see, the more you love him, the better you know him. And the better you know him, the more you will trust him. It's like this nine-year-old girl that was trapped on the third floor, fire out of control on the second floor. Fireman was trying to get her to jump, but to no avail. Finally, her dad showed up and said, baby girl, this is dad. Listen to me on the count of three. I want you to jump. She said, but dad, I can't see you. Too much smoke. Dad said, I know you can't see me, but I can see you. So trust me and jump. He said to her, baby girl, remember, I'm the same one who held you in my arm when you were born. I'm the same one who caught you before you fell. When caught you before you fell, when you took your first step. I'm the same one who caught you when you when you first jumped off the bed. I'm the same one who didn't let you fall when you took the training wheel off your bike. I'm the same one who caught you when you jumped into the pool for the first time. If you jump, I promise I got you. 
So on the count of three, the, she jumped to her safety. Why? Why did she jump? Why did she trust her daddy's word? It because she trusted the one who she knew that loved her. So the more you love God, the more you know, the more you love God, the more you will know him. And the more you know him, the more you will trust him. The word trust carries the meaning to totally lean on, to rely on, to have full confidence in, to place one's weight totally upon. Much like we trust, uh, much like the trust we have in the tires on our automobiles. We trust them so much we, we drive 80 miles an hour on the interstate, won't even think about it. And much like the trust that you have in a pilot uh, that flying the plane, when you board the plane, you don't ask, you know, how much experience have you had? How many flights have you flew? You don't ask any question. You get on the plane, sit down, buckle up, and you enjoy and relax the flight. And they got you thousands of feet in the air. It's much like the trust you have in your pharmacist that fills your prescription. You don't ask the pharmacist, how do you know you got the right medication in the bottle? Have you crushed it and make sure you got the right ingredients? No, you take it home, but, uh, get your, get your uh, bottle of water, and you pop the pill and you drink because you believe that the person behind, uh, the, person behind uh, the counter, the person behind the steering wheel, the person that made those tithes had the capability of building something, making something, flying something that you can trust or that can take you where you're going. The trusting in God is a conscious dependence to walk in confidence in what his word says. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Meaning, I'm going to live my life like God is telling the truth. So let me give you the four spiritual steps necessary for living a life of confidence in the midst of a frightening time. Number one, trust God entirely. Proverbs 3 and 5, the A part of that verse says, trust in the Lord. Now watch this. With all your heart. See, God demands undivided commitment to himself. He said, trust me with all, not some, but all. Meaning, with your whole entire heart, with the very core and the essence of your person, your will, your emotion, and your intellect. You trust God with your whole person. Jesus said it like this in Mark chapter 12, verse 30. He said, and you should love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. God wants the whole hog, so to speak. God wants the whole person. He don't want you to just trust him halfway, but half-hearted. No more than you want somebody to love you uh, half-hearted. You want the whole person. James says this in chapter 1, verse 5. Uh, five, uh, 5 through 7, it says, If any one of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, but let him ask in faith, not doubting, for he who doubt is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So God wants you to trust him. So, uh, so, the, so Solomon is saying, listen, trust God with your entire heart. You can trust him. Listen, he has never let you down. 
I figured like this, if a man can be, if a man can be crucified, die, go to the grave, and in three days rise again, that's somebody that you can trust. Secondly, we must not only trust God entirely, but we must trust God exclusively. Listen to what uh, Solomon said in, 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 in chapter 3, uh, verse 5. It says, do not lean on your own understanding. By nature, we are inclined to foolishly rely upon our own inclination, insight, and desires. But the Bible tells us that all of us is like sheep. We have gone astray. Each of us has, has turned to his own way. Many people make crucial decisions, crucial life decisions, in, in areas such as marriage, finances, vocational careers, that's not based upon God's revealed word. But in many cases, it's based on the way they feel and the way they are raised, other people's opinion, or what's popular in the culture. But listen to what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 and 8 says. It said, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Meaning, if you trust God, if you trust God, it will be health for you physically. God want to uh, not only want you to be uh, strong spiritually, but he wants you to be healthy physically. But in trusting God, a lot of folk is sick today because they won't trust God's word. God has so much to say about uh, how you should live your life and carry and treat and manage and steward your body. And so if we only trust God's word, we'll find out that a lot of things, a lot of pills that we're popping, we won't have to pop. Uh, a lot of things that we're drinking, we don't have to drink. Because why? God's word will fulfill you. He will satisfy your heart. But you got to trust him. Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we remember the name of the Lord our God. In other words, our trust and praise must not be directed to wrong objects, but only to God himself exclusively. Just like um, if you would take an apple. An apple has all, uh, uh, much nourishment and nutrition within it. But you take that same apple and you wrap it with caramel, candy, and sprinkle some candy sprinkles all over it. Well, what you have just done to that apple, you have canceled out all the nutritional value that it had. Well, the same way we do God when we take his word and then we mix it with our own stuff. We mix it with our own opinion. We mix it with how we feel or what we think. Well, it cancels out all the value and all the power and the strength that God's word has for us if we just only take God's word at face value. Thirdly, we must not only trust God entirely and exclusively, but we must trust God extensively. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6 eight says, In all your ways acknowledge him. Let me say that again. In all your ways, acknowledge him. We are, not just, we are not just acknowledging God's lordship over our church life, but we are to bring his lordship to bear on every aspect, on all areas and all situations and circumstances of our life. 
see, acknowledging the Lord is not just recognizing him as Lord, but it's about getting permission before you do something. It's about consulting with the Lord before you do, before you say, before you go. It's about you acting like he is the Lord and the king of your life. Check out what James 1 and 5 says again. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and, is, and, and it will be given him. Now, I think it's very wise that before we do something, before we, say, before we jump into marriage or relationship, we need to consult God about it. Uh, before you uh, jump into a financial situation, we need to check with God about it. What do God's word have to say about relationship? What do God's word have to say about stewarding over finances? What do God's word have to say about uh, how we uh, treat our bodies? I think we need to consult God. And if we do that, the Bible says God will direct us. Remember Joshua in chapter 5. He consulted the Lord before he attacked Jericho. And because he consulted the Lord first, we see in chapter 6 how he defeated them with a great victory. But if we look in chapter 7, when he attacked a little town called Ai, but he failed to consult God just because that town was a small group of people and, and, and Israel was, was bigger and stronger than, than, than Ai. But Joshua thought because they're small, they look, they look weak and little, we can take them without consulting God. Well, if you read it, you'll find out that Ai kicked Joshua and, and the children of Israel, but, I mean, had them running, embarrassed them. I want you to know that consulting God is very, very important. Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 says, In whom are hidden all the treasures and wisdom and knowledge. In whom, meaning Jesus, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Meaning, Christ is the key that opens all the hidden riches and valuables of God's wisdom and his knowledge. God wants us to trust him. God wants us to trust him in every way. He wants us to trust him entirely, exclusively, extensively. And also, he wants to trust him explicitly. Listen to Proverbs 3 and 6, B says, If you acknowledge him in all your ways, he shall direct your path. Listen to the confidence that is in that verse. He shall direct your path. Listen to the, 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 the imperative that is stated. He shall direct your path. In other words, he will make the course of your life straight, smooth, clear, and plain. I love what David said in Psalm 23 and 3. He says, and, 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 and he shall lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Jeremiah 29 11 says this, and I, I love this verse because it says something to us. It says, for I know, God saying, for I know the thoughts or I know the plan that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I, I, I'm looking at that verse and I'm saying, you know, God already got the blueprint for your life, already got it laid out. But do you really trust him? It is important that we trust him because he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, and he's all-present. He's already in your tomorrow. 
He's, he, he knows about your yesterday and he's present with you today, but you got to trust him because he knows where he's carrying you, but you got to trust where he's taking you. And Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 gives us the, the key to really living a life of confidence. It says, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before uh, him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen, to walk with confidence, you need to keep your eyes on Jesus. You need to keep it fixated on Jesus Christ. He said in John chapter 14, verse 6, he said, For I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. My brothers and sisters, I think it's very smart and very wise if we not only trust God entirely, but we trust him exclusively. And not only exclusively, but in, 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 in extensively. And not only extensively, but explicitly. Clearly, follow the Lord. He will never lead you wrong. And you can walk with confidence. And in closing, I want to say this. I love what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8.32. He said this. He said, He who did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? My Lord, that's a great verse. If God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how not with him shall he give us all things? Now that verse by itself will cause you to walk in confidence in the Lord. Trust him with everything you got. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I want to give an invitation here. I want to invite you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. There may be somebody that's listening to this, uh, to this uh, message that have not trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, I want to invite you to trust him as your Lord and Savior. The Bible said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you shall be saved. It didn't say you might be saved. It said you shall be saved. And the Bible said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So God, all God wants you to do is, is, is believe the gospel message that Jesus died, buried, and was raised to life for the forgiveness of my sin. And you will receive the gift of eternal life. So we want to urge you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you will just pray this prayer with me and, and, and mean it from your heart. It's not so much the prayer, but it's you praying this, the, the words and meaning it from your heart. God will save you today. You pray, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I have, I have, I have sinned. But I believe that you died and you buried and you were raised to life. To forgive me for all of my sin. I trust you as my Lord and Savior. I receive you into my heart today. In Jesus name. I pray amen. And amen. God bless you. God keep you.